Are you ready to dive into the powerful truth that the kingdom of heaven has for us? Let's join our host, Ruth Hendrickson, for Real Truth with Ruth as we dive into the Word of God. Hi, everyone. I'm so glad you were able to join me today. Today, we're actually going to talk about impatience. And as I was looking at this, I actually started chuckling because I remember as a kid and we would talk about praying for patience or better yet, don't pray for patience because it seemed like whenever we would pray for patience, all hell would break loose because the Lord would take us into a season of training where we would have to learn to wait on him and we would have to learn to be patient. So the, the key to avoiding that was, hey, just don't pray for patience. And I think many of us can relate with that. But it is absolutely vital that we learn to wait on the Lord, that we learn to recognize his seasons and his time. And so therefore, we're actually going to talk about impatience today because impatience is a destiny killer. And I'm pretty sure you're like me and you want to walk into the fullness of your destiny. You don't want to stop short. So let's dive into this thing. Let's learn about impatience. Let's learn about those pitfalls and those things that can hold us back so that we can avoid them and so that we can truly walk into everything that God has for us. Because the truth of his word says that all things are possible because of who he is. And so we want to learn to wait on his time, his perfect time, his plan, and to understand it fully. So let's start with Psalm 37, 34, and we're going to read it out of the Passion Translation. So don't be impatient for the Lord to act. Keep moving forward steadily in his ways, and he will exalt you at the right time. And when he does, you will possess every promise, including your full inheritance. I think this is so interesting. A, a number of weeks ago, we talked about the little words, and this scripture contains one of those powerful little words, and it's the word will. And will means exactly that. It means will. It doesn't mean maybe. It means will, that we will. And so when we look at this, number one, the first key is do not be impatient for the Lord to act. We have to trust him in his timing. At the same time, we keep moving steadily forward. And at that point, he will exalt us in the right time. Again, we get to that timing component, which means we have to learn not to be impatient. And when he does, in other words, when God does lift us up, when it is that right time, we will possess every promise, including our full inheritance. And that's just such a promise to hang on to as we're waiting. Again, that's Psalm 37, 34. And I read it out of the Passion Translation because it's really something to hang on to in the wait. So it doesn't feel like all hell's breaking loose as we ask the Lord to give us patience. Instead, we reframe and we refocus and say, Lord, I will not walk in impatience. I will be patient for you to act because I can trust that in your time, everything's going to come to pass. So I keep moving with you. So let's go back to the word impatience and talk about it specifically. Impatience is a purpose buster. In other words, impatience, walking with impatience will actually undermine the plans and the purposes that God has for us. Therefore, impatience keeps us from seeing the fullness of everything that God intended for our lives. It keeps us from allowing the dream to marinate within us. You know, that's so important because dreams, God dreams, take time to build and grow and to form. And they kind of need to marinate so we, get, we begin to get the fullness of it. So it changes who we are so that we really begin to see ourselves in that arena or in that component. So inheritance keeps us from allowing the dream to marinate within us. 
Impatience can also cloud our vision in such a way that we never reach our destiny because we're always looking to the wrong place or we just don't see God's timing or we're jumping ahead. And we also need to understand that not only can impatience come from within us, but it can also come from those around us. So we're going to start by talking about how it can come from those around us. And we're actually going to dive into the word of God and we're going to talk about David. So in 1 Samuel 24, we find David and Saul. Now what happened is Saul's been hunting down David. David has a word on his life. We need to understand this. David has a word from a known prophet, the prophet of the day, Samuel, that he is going to be the next king of Israel. It is a firm, concrete word. No ifs, ands, buts, or maybes. But there was a huge timing component. And so as we enter into this story, Saul's been at war pursuing the Philistines. And somebody told him where David was hiding out because Saul actually wants to kill David. There will always be those who want to kill the destiny that's on our life. But again, it's important to understand that there's a God component. There's the God timing. Scripture says our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. That's actually in the New Testament. But here is David in the Old Testament. He didn't have that portion of Scripture, but he had that understanding. He had that concept. So anyways, um, Saul is pursuing David. And in verse 3, it says, this is First uh, Samuel 24, verse 3. He, that would be Saul, came to the sheep pens along the way, and a cave was there, and Saul went in to relieve himself. David and his men were far back in the cave. The men, that would be David's men, said, This is the day the Lord spoke of what, when he said to you, I will give your enemy into your hands for you to deal with as you wish. Then David crept up unnoticed and cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Afterward, David was conscience-stricken for having cut off a corner of his robe. He said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, or lay my hand on him, for he is the anointed of the Lord. With these words, David sharply rebuked the men and did not allow the men to attack Saul. Saul left the cave and went on his way. So back to David. Here David is. Remember I said that Saul had come to him, the prophet of the day. No ifs, ands, or buts. You're going to be the king. David would have been a teenager at that point in time. Um, Samuel anointed him and then David just went back to tending sheep and those words of the prophet must have marinated within him and with that came an understanding and somehow as the years went by David understood there was a timing component and here Saul a king who's been rejected by God is chasing after David the future king David his men even say, this is the time, this is the time. In other words, that push, that impatience can come from those around us. And David was so leaning into the plans and purposes of God that he understood that it wasn't the right time. He understood that the fullness of Saul's reign had not come to pass yet. He understood that if he hurt Saul at this moment, he would be actually stepping prematurely into the plans and the purposes that God had for him. And that's just such a key to me. That gives me so much hope because we can become impatient and we can look at those around us or listen to those around us and jump in ahead of time. But David was so close to the Lord that that didn't happen. Hebrews 6, 12 out of the Passion Translation reads, So don't allow your hearts to grow dull or lose your enthusiasm, but follow the example of those who fully received what God has promised 
because of their strong faith and patient endurance. You hear that? Don't allow the heart to grow dull. In other words, don't lose that passion. Don't lose that enthusiasm. Follow the example, which is why we looked at this, this passage of scripture about David. Follow the example of those who receive what God has promised because of their strong faith and their patient endurance. David certainly had developed strong faith and incredibly, incredibly patient endurance. You know, I just want to point out, bring some balance here, that others speaking into our lives is always, always important and it's invaluable. We were not created to be lone rangers. We were created to walk in community. But if what they're saying doesn't align with your spirit, then we need to know it's okay not to follow that, which is what David did. These men that he was walking with, you know, he had some mighty men. He had some really trusted advisors who walked with him. And let's say it was some of those men in the cave. All we know about the men in the cave is that his men were in the cave with him. We don't know if they were his most trusted or not who were speaking to him. But let's say they were. They very well could have been. But he leaned into that. And again, because of his walk with the Lord, he knew what God had promised. He knew that their words were right, that he was to be the king of Israel. But the timing was wrong. And so he was able to actually step past what they were saying and recognize that it wasn't the right time. Go back to that first psalm we read, Psalm 37, 34, where it says, don't be impatient for the Lord to act, but keep moving forward steadily in his ways. David was continuing to move forward even as he was hiding in the desert from Saul. And that's very important. You see, as we keep moving forward, it can be difficult to see the training that's happening, especially when we come to believe that we'll never see or find our purpose. We have to say, Lord, you're teaching me. This is a training moment. Let me give you an example of this. Now, let's use exercise. Some of you love exercise. Some of you hate exercise. But let's at this moment say that every single one of us needs to exercise. And so we dream about exercising. We read books about exercising. We'll even buy some exercise videos and sit down in a comfortable chair and watch them. But if we never start exercising, nothing changes. In other words, we never get in the shape that we want to be to, let's say, run a marathon. So if I never start running, then I can be pretty sure that I will never run a marathon. So medical scientists show if we exercise all through our lives, it has a cumulative effect. In other words, if I hit a point where I cannot exercise due to a medical reason, I will still benefit from those years of exercise. So when we exercise day after day, we might not be able to see the impact in the moment. You know, I can come down, I can exercise, lift weights, get on the elliptical, get on the bike, I could go out and run. Whatever it is, I could do it for an hour and not see immediate results. But the little everyday decisions that I make actually will have a cumulative impact in the years to come. That's what I'm talking about. So the only way when we're walking with the Lord is to ever find our purpose and to walk out our purpose is to keep putting one foot in front of the other and trusting him in the moment, not getting impatient, but trusting that his point in time, that I'm going to be walking close enough to him that I'm going to recognize the moment and be able to step into it at the exact time, the exact moment. Sometimes what happens as we go through this process is we see our missteps, like David as he cut off Saul's robe. 
he could have really beat himself up. He was conscious stricken. He realized he had misstepped. But the other thing I want to point out is those missteps, when we put them in the hands of God, when we take that but God moment, then those missteps ultimately become a learning ground. They can become a proving ground. They become a refining ground. And they become clay in the hands of our Lord and Savior. Proverbs 4.25, again in the Passion Translation, states, Set your gaze on the path before you. With fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, ignore life's distractions. Some of us, we know our purpose, like David, but we're still wandering around. We're hiding in caves. We're still questioning if we're ever going to walk out that purpose. Others are still waiting to hear God's voice, and you actually think that you've totally missed it or you've been forgotten. I want to tell you right now that you have not been forgotten. You have not been forgotten at all. I want to read to you something out of Proverbs 21, and this is so important. It's really vital to understand. It reads, if an inheritance is gained too early in life, it will not be blessed in the end. It is so vital that we don't walk in impatience because impatience goes and robs us of our destiny. There's a story in scripture about, we call it the prodigal son, and this kid wanted basically his inheritance before the father died. That would actually be taking the inheritance before the right time. And he wasn't ready for that responsibility. He wasn't ready for what his father had to, to really carry on that legacy. And again, it was too early. So he took his inheritance and he went off and he squandered it. Now that story is used for a different purpose and that in the end he comes back home penniless and his father embraces him and throws a party, which we need to know that's what God does with us too. Even if we try to take that inheritance too early, he welcomes us back with open arms. So I want those of you who, who just feel like you've wasted everything, you haven't wasted it. The father is there with open arms. But that son, where I want to go back to, that son took his inheritance too early in life. And again, going back to Psalm 37, 34, we talked about don't be impatient for the Lord to act. Keep moving forward steadily. He will exalt us at the right time. And when he does, you will possess every promise, including your full inheritance. We need to understand inheritance is for the living, not for the dead. Our inheritance is meant to be used on this earth, and we do need to ask for it. We need to be, even as we're, we're waiting, even as we're trying not to be impatient, even as we're listening for the Lord's timing, it's okay to be asking the Lord for the fullness of that inheritance because we were put here on this earth for this time, for a season, to fulfill the plans and purposes that God has for us. So often we've talked, well, you'll get your inheritance in heaven. Yeah, to an extent, but there's inheritance that's to be taken right here on earth and to be used on earth. Jesus died on the cross. He, he forgave us. He broke the power of the curse so that we could carry that full inheritance. The Lord tells us to ask for our inheritance, even in the Lord's prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. In other words, it's not wait until we get to your kingdom. It's your kingdoms to come to, onto this earth. That's part of our inheritance is calling it forth onto earth. So Psalm 32, 8 and 9 says, I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you, instructing and guiding you along the pathway for your life. I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. 
So don't make it difficult and don't be stubborn when I take you where you have not been before. Don't make me tug you and pull you along. Just come with me. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, it is our heart's desire to stay close to you, God. Forgive us when we've been impatient. Father, we thank you that you welcome us back with open arms and you just say, let's try again. Let's go at this. Lean into me. And so, Lord, you've given us a promise. You say that you will stay close to us. So, Father, let us stay close to you. Let us feel your presence. Let us feel your very heartbeat. Let us hear those words as you guide us and direct us. Father, let us, let us just keep such a stubborn and determined focus as to what you've called us to do and be so sensitive to your timing that we don't abort the mission that you've sent us to earth to fulfill. Father, open our ears to hear you instructing and guiding us along the pathway that we call life. We want to hear your advice and lean into your wisdom. So, Father, just forgive us when we've made it difficult, when we've been stubborn. Lord, we give you permission to take us where we have not been before. We want a journey with you. We want to walk with you. We want to look around and see the fullness of all that you have for us. So, Father, we just thank you for this journey. We thank you for the call, the plans, and the purposes. And, Lord, we know that in the right time, you will make it come to pass. So, Lord, we just say thank you. And we, we right now, I just ask you to lift your hands before the Lord and say, Lord, use me. Lord, use me. I want to walk in the fullness of the plans and purposes that you have for me. I want to see all that you have to your glory and your majesty, your kingdom, God. Just use me. And Lord, help me to walk in your time and to have patience that comes from the throne room of heaven because my trust is in you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Have a great day. and We hope to see you next time. Are you struggling to walk in the fullness of the plans and purpose that God has for you? Why not order Ruth's book, Physician, How to Be Aligned and Empowered to Walk in Your Divine Destiny? Available in print, ebook, or audio on 